People of Note on Fine Music Radio is proudly brought to you each week at this time by Peter Turin Productions. Fine Music Radio, and this is Rodney Trudgeon welcoming you to this week's edition of People of Note. Let me tell you about my guest. First of all, his name. Neil Rademan, well-known to people here in Cape Town and elsewhere, a highly acclaimed South African singer of cabaret, folk song, lit, and even operatic music. He's worked with some of the best singers in the country, Linnell Kennard, Pometsa Machikiza, Zahn Stapelberg, Pauline Malafane, Manette Toy Pierce, and the list goes on. He's sung in two productions on the West End in London as well. He's also a dynamic theatre practitioner with a master's degree in drama focusing on the human voice. And as you'll hear, Neil has quite a voice. Neil, welcome. It's good to have you on Fine Music Radio again. Thank you so much, Rodney. It's a great honor to speak to you. (laughs) Well, the main reason I invited you in is for your festival coming up in September, which is called the Hesequa Harmony. Hesequa Harmony. Just explain. It's an odd name. What does that mean? Yeah. So this specific region in the Southern Cape is called the Hesequa. And Hesequa is a Khoi word meaning people of the trees. Okay, so how does that, and harmony, how does that type with yeah, the festival? Yeah, so harmony is harmony, yeah. and it is mainly a classical music festival. So it is the harmony within the Hesequa region, and the town where it's being held is Heidelberg. So it is the Hesequa Harmony in Heidelberg. Three H's in a row. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Something that you can use in My Lady, perhaps. No? Oh, that's true. <laughs> Hartford, Hereford, and Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Listen, how long has it been running, this Hesequa Harmony? This will be the fourth year. Okay, and it's your baby, so to speak, isn't it? It's your, your idea completely. Absolutely. I believe in giving back mm-hmm. and giving back to the area that you comes from. Is that and that's obviously where you come from? Absolutely. I was born and bred in Heidelberg in the Southern Cape. I went to school there. Later on I went to the agricultural school for my high school years, Oakdale, and I keep going back to this area. I love it there and I love the people. And did you feel, I mean, there are a lot of festivals that go on in Greaton and in Hermanus and goodness knows where else. Did you feel that there was a space for this sort of festival? Absolutely. Uh, there are other festivals, mm-hmm. more to the Karoo side oh, of right. the Western Cape and then nearer to the Boerland as well. But the Southern Cape as such, the most southern point almost of Africa, there's not a festival and also not many cultural events. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, what better can I do than trying to host a festival in my hometown? And it's the fourth year now, and it's really going very, very well. So people are coming. I'm, sound, I'm not meaning to sound negative, but I need to know. People are coming, and judging from your artists, which we'll mention in a moment, the artists themselves are very keen to go. People are really hungry for Performances for live performances, mm-hmm. actors, singers, musicians, poets, writers, they really want to perform. They want to be seen. Nobody wants to sit in front of a screen anymore. <laughs> it's really passe. 
people want to live and to experience live things. So, yes, this festival and I believe performance in South Africa is well alive and kicking and we really want to kick. You mentioned just now that it was mostly a music, a classical music festival, but yes. there are other elements in it, aren't there? Yes, I believe in classical arts in the whole. It started off as a classical music festival, but we also have four literature events, Booker Breakfast, uh-huh. so it's Booker Breakfast that we do. Then we have lifestyle evenings. It is food and wine pairings for every evening, and then there's one drama and one big poetry event. And then many of the other music presentations have poets or actors with it. For instance, we do pictures at an exhibition by Mazorksky and Vulcan Karlitz is writing a brand new Afrikaans text that the wonderful actor Hannes van Wyk will be presenting with Nina Schumann. Okay, gosh. Venues. What about the venues, and how do you, where do you do these? Yeah, in the olden days, in the olden days, uh, city halls were so famous for the concerts mm-hmm. that they presented, and mm-hmm. I really want to embrace the city hall amongst others in our small, beautiful town. So the classical concerts will be in the city hall, the art exhibition will be in the banquet hall. There's a beautiful historic house also in Heidelberg, the Furi Heis. So all the literature events will be held there. In the church, we have an enormous church with 1,200 seats. Good grief. It's really an opera house. We are going to host a symphonic concert there. So I am really excited about using a lot of venues in this small town. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to talk more about it and about some of the artists appearing there. But I see you've chosen as your first piece of music a great favorite, the second movement, the Adagio, of Mozart's Clarinet Concerto. Is this, I mean, it's a great favorite of people. It's clearly a great favorite of yours. Absolutely. I cannot wait to listen to it. A very good friend of mine, Fisser Liebenberg, he is an acclaimed clarinetist. He will be playing this famous Adagio part in a big Mozart evening that we're going to have at the festival. And it is really one of my favorites.
Well, music that really breaks people's hearts, that beautiful slow movement, the Adagio, from the Clarinet Concerto by Mozart. And the soloist on that award-winning recording was Thea King with the English Chamber Orchestra, conducted by Geoffrey Tate. And it was the first choice of my guest on People of Note here on Fine Music Radio this week, Neil Rodeman, who is the director of the Hesequa Harmony Festival in Heidelberg, which is happening in September. And you mentioned Fisser as one of the clarinetists playing this piece. But I see, apart from the musicians you've got, you've got the famous Sandra Prinsloo there as well. Tell me about some of the artists you've managed to get. It's a great privilege for me to be the director of this festival, to be able to work with all these formidable performers. Sandra Prinsloo is the first lady of... The stage in South Africa. Yes, she is. And, um, and a lovely person as well. Absolutely. I had the privilege of doing quite a few poetry and music shows with her. Mm-hmm. We did poetry and pinotage. And <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it was really a lot of fun. I'm very glad that Sandra is performing at my festival this year. And we are actually reviving a French drama that was translated especially for her, Oscar and the Pink Tunny. So Oscar and the Pink Lady is a French drama, and it's extremely special. It's really beautiful, and she's going to perform that. Is it a one-woman show? It's a one-woman show, and the interesting thing is Sandra plays the Pink Lady, a Tunny, which is around about 70, 75, and then she's playing a young boy of nine years old. And... On stage, there's only a table, and within seconds, Sandra changes into a boy. I really want to tear up now when I just think of it. <laughs> no, it sounds. And knowing Sandra, I oh know my goodness, she yes. can do it. And we spoke about Fisser, the clarinet player, who's going to play the Mozart, but mention some of the others. I know there's Liesel Stolz, I think, the flautist. Absolutely. There's Nina Schumann. You've got the creme de la creme. Absolutely, and it's all my favorites. <laughs> we have Nina Schumann. We have the fantastic Elna van der Merwe as an accompanist. We have Brittany Hope Smith, my favorite soprano at this stage. We have lighter music, the folk cabaret singer, Jacques de Priester, uh, fantastic actors, Elsie Daniel, Hannes van Wyk, there's really something for everybody. And also some chamber music, Neil, because Pietrus de Beer, who's the principal viola of the uh, Cape Town Philharmonic, is playing the violin on this instance with Elna van der Merwe. So that's going to be interesting with music by Max Bruch and full music for that combination. We cannot wait for Pietrus de Beer's participation in the festival because the Max Bruch Violin Concerto is one of the most beautiful concertos and we cannot wait. When you speak about your audiences, do they come from from Cape Town, from all over the place? It's not just Heidelberg, is it? But I suppose in that area, people who have been starved of live music must flock along to these things. People from the bigger Hesequa area, mm-hmm. from George up until Cape Town. We haven't even discussed the dates yet, because is it over a weekend or how does it work? So four years ago, I've started only with a Friday and a Saturday. But now in the fourth year, we start on the Tuesday 
morning already mm-hmm. with a Buddha breakfast. <laughs> it is an agricultural landscape, yeah. the Hesekwa. So we start with this farmer's breakfast on Tuesday, the 21st of September. And then it stretches until the Saturday evening, the 25th. And then we have a big picnic concert on our farm. Dashis Drift Tihater Plas in Tihater House. Whose farm when you say our farm? Oh, it's mine. Oh, is it really? <laughs> it's my family's farm, yes. We are hosting concerts there for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. I have a beautiful house there that we call the Dashes Drift Tihater House. And we do concerts there for many years. But now for the for the festival, we do a big picnic concert outdoors. And that's sort of the grand finale. That is the grand finale. And many of the participants of the festival, they all come together for this big picnic concert. So there's light music, there's operatic music, there's instrumental music. There's children playing marimbas. It's it's really like a fair. And you get to meet the artists as well. And the other question, when you think about festivals running that length of time, do people book for the whole week and book to stay there? Is there accommodation there as well? Or, But I presume you also get just one-day visitors. We have quite a few people who attend the whole festival. And also we should remember that the 24th of September is Heritage Day. Yes, it's a public holiday. Absolutely. So people will arrive from Thursday evening and stay until the Saturday night. And many people booked in at the Heidelberg Hotel, fully booked already. Mm -hmm. And they attend everything from the agricultural breakfast until the picnic concert. <laughs> so it's, it's just fantastic. You immerse yourself in it, in other words, which uh, is the best part of the festival. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I was interested, Neil, we're going to have another piece of music now. Earlier on, you spoke about the pictures at an exhibition, which has had this new text written to it. And it's the piano version, I presume, because Mazorsky wrote it as a piano piece. We often hear the Ravel orchestration. But you've asked for one of the movements depicting the gnome. Tell me a little bit more. I love pictures at an exhibition, and uh, Nina Schumann, who is a powerful pianist, <laughs> I cannot wait for her to play it. The thing is, I would love to hear it, but I cannot wait to see it as well. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then with the new text, Afrikaans text by Wilken Karlitz, Prente by Uitstalling, I think it's going to be magnificent. Okay, well, this is just an excerpt from Mazorsky's original, and it's The Gnome.
some virtuoso piano playing there. That's a virtuoso piece, the original piano version of Pictures at an Exhibition by Mussorgsky. And that's the movement that depicts the gnome. It's going to be interesting to see and hear how you do it there with an Afrikaans text. They're all done to pictures by that chap whose name only escapes me. That was a great friend of Mussorgsky's, and he saw an exhibition of his and uh, wrote this glorious music. Nina Schumann is going to be your pianist for that. Okay, Neil Ruderman is my guest here, and we're talking, well, mostly about the Hesequa Harmony Festival, which takes place in Heidelberg from late September. But, Neil, before, um, just get me right here. I remember I spoke to you on People of Note once before, years ago, at which point you were in charge of the Soit Oosterfeers. So that stopped, didn't it? And then you moved on to this. Yes, I was the head of the Soit Oster Festival here in Cape Town, in and around the Artscape Center. It was a great time in my life. And then I decided to move on. Mm-hmm. And then I've started my own festival, the Hesekwa Harmonie. And I am moving from strength to strength. With this festival? Absolutely. But I presume you're still performing because mostly, as I said, you're a singer of cabaret, folk song, leader and operatic music. So I hope we still get to hear you. Absolutely. To sing and then to speak is my first love. And I am blessed with organizational skills. Oh, which a lot of artists aren't, by the way. Uh, That was going to be my next question. Do you enjoy the sort of administrative side or that of a festival like this, booking the artists, booking the venues, all that sort of thing? Absolutely. I love it. And uh, the great thing is I can do that for myself as well. So I am quite a good marketer. I love putting big shows together or compile festivals like this and then as i've said my first love is to sing and to entertain it will always say like that but this festival is my baby and i hope that it will really go from strength to strength. well it sounds though it is because what you said it's the fourth year yes neil have you always been passionately interested in music and singing since you were young always always it started very young my mother told me that from very young age, um, I always wanted to hear classical music. And mm-hmm. I loved Richard Clayderman when I was a boy. That's <laughs> very brave of you to admit that. I'm not shy of that at all. And uh, yes, so I started with piano lessons. I wasn't really a singer when I was younger. I was a pianist. And then actually at university, I started with solo singing. Mm-hmm. And then that excelled. Do you still play the piano? Absolutely. I love accompanying myself, accompanying other singers, and uh, but I'll rather sing professionally. Okay. I don't play piano professionally. <laughs> okay. But when you, when you did study, um, did you study singing in an operatic style or what did you? Yes, I studied classical um, singing with Mr. Andre Howard who was a fantastic baritone. He was an amazing baritone. I really still believe if there was a, a oratorium work and they needed someone to sing the role of God, it would be <laughs> <laughs> the voice of Andre Howard. We used to say that he could have been a held in tenor because he's, he had quite a good upper range and had a piercing, powerful sound. But he stuck to being a baritone, didn't he? Yeah, he was just formidable. So while I studied drama... I did three years of singing as a subject at the music department of Salambosch. And then after that, 
I went for many lessons, and my teacher is still Hannah van Niekerk. Oh, really? Gosh. Yes. Who has an incredible reputation, actually. Yes. Um, you said that a master's degree in drama focusing on the human voice, but that's not just singing, is it? You were saying it's also speech. Absolutely. So the master's degree and all my research went about the speaking voice and how it connects with the singing voice. Okay, so does that mean that you can teach singing or you do teach singing, but you also teach actors, for example, how to use their voices, how to project and so on? Currently, I am a voice lecturer at Breach House College in Franschhoek. So I train young singers, but I also help them with speech. Isn't it? I mean, today so many things are miked, isn't it? You, you hear the old school saying yes. actors have lost their ability to, to project and to use the voice properly. Absolutely. I hope you encourage people to totally. use their voice properly and not to rely on a microphone. Not at all. A microphone is needed if you sing in a stadium. Of course. But of if course. you sing in a theatre or in a cabaret lounge or a restaurant or where else in a show you don't sing with a microphone no and all my students as well for their exams no microphones even if you sing light music musicals i couldn't care <laughs> good i'm glad no we need great big voices absolutely boom across the auditorium <laughs> totally where's marita napier when you need her well there was a voice wasn't that a voice absolutely and she did a fair amount of wagnerian singing as well i remember seeing her the last time i saw her perform because i managed to become quite friendly with her oh, wow. she was doing a lecture here in a concert performance sure. a concert performance with Bernard Gueller conducting and she was just amazing she was amazing anyway now we've got a flute coming up. You've said Liesl Stoltz. You want to hear Liesl Stoltz, a, a great flautist. And is this why you've chosen her? Is she a, but she's appearing in your festival as well. Yes, I believe that Liesl Stoltz is a magician. She is the epiphany of the Pied Piper. <laughs> oh, really? it's, it's, it's miraculous to see and to hear her. She's something between a fairy and a god. Really? And okay. then... She's also playing the flute. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we'll hear the sound of Liesel Stoltz's flute.
some French music there with the flautist Liesel Stolz. She was accompanied on that recording by Francois Dutoy. And it was another choice of my guest on this week's edition of People of Note here on Fine Music Radio, Neil Rademan. One of the things I've noticed here is possibly because of the area, you do pander, for want of a better word, to the sort of Afrikaans culture as well. Yes. You give them a chance to enjoy music that's perhaps close to their hearts Absolutely. in that area. Yeah, um, that's why I've invited uh, Jak de Priester. I have some uh, heroes like Elsie Daniel and mm-hmm. Sandra Prinslow. The people would just love to see and to meet them. We also have three brothers here from the suburbs. They're called De Bruce. So we have a big evening of beer and De Bruce. <laughs> oh, right. So it's more folkish music. Yes. There's absolutely lighter concerts as well as part mm-hmm. of this festival. Gosh, it's quite varied, isn't it? Eclectic. Totally. From, from the classical to um, Buddha music, really, over <laughs> yes. breakfast or whatever. Absolutely. Or yes. Um, and people love it, I presume. They lap it up because of the various styles that you're working with here. Absolutely. So where in the world can you attend a Buddha breakfast and then a Baroque concert after that, <laughs> okay. and then some Bourevors in De Bruce music in the evening again. So it's really a, a, a mixed grill of, of, of music a and arts. A smorgasbord. Totally. Listen, Neil, when, you know, as you said it's been running its fourth year now. Yes. How long does it take you to plan this? Because you said you'd like the admin side of things. Yes. But I don't think people realize just how much admin there is involved in getting all these artists sorted out, sorting out fees, sorting about accommodation, transport. Yes. It yes. must take a long time to put together. Absolutely. It is a work of a few months. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really challenge me, I can do it within a week because one of my uh, strong points are that I can, I can work quite fast. But to put something like this together, six months. Gosh. And then when it's finished and you can sort of heave a sigh of relief, assuming it's been a great success and you've made lots of money and the <laughs> artists are happy, yes. then what do you do? Then you go back to your teaching, as you said, and other performing that you do on your own. Yes. The post-production of this festival would take me around about three weeks or a month for all the reports that I shall write. And then after that, I will go back to teaching and also singing. Okay, but do you enjoy teaching? Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I think I, I'm a born teacher. And are there lots of people coming up through the ranks, learning how to sing, learning how to speak, learning how to act? Yes. At Breach House, I have 20 students, and that's Gosh, quite a lot. a lot. That I mean, there's, there's no place in my work week for one more student. So mm-hmm. this is not an advertisement for any <laughs> singers, <laughs> no, please. But I have 20 singers, and they are jolly good. What sort of age, Neil? What sort of age do you work with? Between 12 and 17. Okay. okay. Yes. So that's a very formative time, isn't it, for these artists? Yeah, the boys should be older, but the girls from 12 until 17. Because the boys have that problem of their voices breaking and absolutely, changing. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And presumably you only want to work with them after their voices have settled down. Yes, yeah. I'm not very knowledgeable about boy sopranos and stuff, so I'll rather work with a more mature voice. Yes, yes, okay. And do you, I mean, you keep yourself in good nick, because I know later on we're going to hear you singing, and... You, it's, you've done musicals, as I said earlier, you've done opera as well. Is there a genre that you prefer or do you just love it all? 
Ach, I'm a very cheap performer, so I love crossover music. I love singing popular music with a big voice. Okay, with like an operatic voice. I love Mario Lanza. So I would like uh, us to listen to a track later on, Because. Uh, but that's from your album, isn't it? But we'll do that at the end, shall we? Oh, yes, with my beloved pianist accompanying me, Elna van der Merve. Okay, well, we'll do that as you leave the building <laughs> and listen to you sing, because, because we've got other things uh, coming up before that. So apart from this, this festival is your big thing at the moment. Is there, what else are you up to? What else have you been doing? I've also been studying. Oh, what for this time? Postgrad in education. I've been working on a cabaret that I'm writing, an Afrikaans cabaret. That Do you write the music as well? Yes, I, I create the music, and then I have someone who helps me. Lukas Heinen is a brilliant light pianist, lighter music pianist. He helps me with music, and uh, yes. I'm planning a lot of concerts, small, intimate concerts mm -hmm. in restaurants and small theatres. Okay. And there's a market for that, isn't there? Because people do like the intimacy, I think, of these smaller concerts, especially recently. Yes. It's delightful to perform in a restaurant there where wine, food and music can be combined. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's fantastic. And Neil, what I always like to ask my guests after we've discussed the business side of things is how you relax. All this sort of thing must be fairly stressful for you, especially putting a festival like this together and all the other things do you plus teaching. Do you go running? Do you cook? Do you listen to music? Or how do you unwind, so to speak? I love spending time with a few friends and listening to music and singing. Mm -hmm. So it's all, it's very much your life. Absolutely. It is my life. There's no difference between real life or, sta or the stage for me. Do you cook? No, I <laughs> like eating out. I, I, I don't do anything for myself except for I sing for myself sometimes. Okay. Well, you're doing this festival for goodness sake. <laughs> Um, I'm interested in your next choice of music, which is Brittany Hope Smith. Brittany is a lovely soprano from the Western Cape. She was a student of Virginia Davids. And Brittany is also performing in a Mozart concert at the Hesekwa Harmony. And at this stage, she's probably one of my most beloved singers in South Africa. Let's have a listen to her voice.
Is a lovely voice, I have to say, Neil. I'm, and that was Brittany Hope Smith singing one of Schubert's leader, Kennst du das Land? And um, you raved about her, and I think rightly so. She has that sort of clarity, doesn't she? That clarity of voice that's so pure. You're introducing us to some good music here. Neil, <laughs> Thank you. we're approaching the end of the program. And what, I mean, this Hesequa harmony goes... It's the main focus of your year, it sounds to me. So what about the future? You're looking for it to get bigger and better, I presume? After the Hesekwaramuni, I will start with a whole series of smaller Christmas concerts and or year-end concerts and functions. We do many of them in Cape Town at the Valchemient Manor House oh, on yes, the grounds yes. of Jan van Riebeek School. And I also do many of these smaller concerts in people's houses, gardens, small function venues all over the country. And uh, yes, the future, hopefully, a lot of singing. And You've said that a few times during the program. So singing is obviously your... The, the thing you love most to do. Oh, absolutely. Singing and then also speaking, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so to many performances and happy, beautiful times for all the artists in South Africa. Mm -hmm. And they've been through a rough patch. So a thing like the Hesequa Harmony Festival gives them a chance to perform because I liked what you said earlier. You know, we've had to uh, watch things on screens and so on. But now to see someone live is going to be such a treat. But for the artists as well, they have a sense of wanting to um, interact with the audience, don't they? There's nothing like a live audience sitting there. No, it gives an artist the biggest kick. Mm -hmm. Yes. Can you tell us any little hint about what we might expect next year, or is it far too early at the Hesequa Harmony? Yes, I am really hoping to put a little opera on stage next oh, that'll year. That would be nice, yes. Yes, definitely an orchestra, mm -hmm. small orchestra, and the cabaret that I am writing now, yes, uh, Afrikaans cabaret, will definitely be on stage there as well. So those are some plans for next year. Yes. And the, the artists that have been over the last four years, have they been coming back as well, as well as new artists? Yes, and what is so interesting is the artists... They come and attend the festival. It's not just that they come and perform again. Mm -hmm. They are now attendees of the festival, and, and that's wonderful. So we are creating a community of artists 
and also public. Mm-hmm. How far is Heidelberg from Cape Town? I can't quite picture it at the moment. 280 kilometers. Okay, so that's just over two hours. Absolutely. It's a three-hour drive. It's very scenic. In September, it's the most beautiful canola fields. Yes, yes, it's yes. picturesque. So, how do people book? We have a website. So, it's hesequaharmony.co.za. And that Koi word, Hesequa, is spelled H-E-S-S-E-Q-U-A, Hesequa Harmony. And it's from the 21st to the 25th of September. And as you heard from Neil, there's an array of fascinating artists and styles. Eclectic was the word. Now we're going to end with you singing. Tell me about what we're going to hear. And will we like it, do you think? (laughs) (laughs) I hope that you will like it. It is because... The song that Mario Lanza made extremely famous. I love Mario Lanza. And then what a privilege to be accompanied by Elna van Amerwe. So I really hope that the listeners would enjoy this with me. So here's my guest, Neil Raderman, singing the song made famous by Mario Lanza because. And um, Neil, best of luck. I hope you have a hugely successful festival and we'll see you again, I'm sure. Thank you so much, Roddy. Joy to thee, because.
People of Note on Fine Music Radio was proudly brought to you by Peter Turin Productions. FMR 101.3